for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. you to living life. Today we're going to be looking at the second part of 1 Peter chapter 1. And in this passage we're going to see that God says to us, be holy as I am holy. Wow, that reminds me of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount when he said that we are to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. It was when I was in high school that I had someone ask me, Steve, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be perfect. Well, they laughed to my face, but I said to them, well, should I seek imperfection? I mean, I want to be perfect. I want to be holy. I want to be like my Lord. I want to see Christ formed in me. But of course, I've got a long way to go. But I like the way that Scripture says and describes our, our God as holy, holy, holy. It's like from every angle, the angels could look at God and say, he's holy. And then from the backside, he's holy. And from up above and from underneath, from the left and the right, from every direction, he's holy. Well, I wonder what people would say about me. Maybe from one direction, maybe my people at church might say, well, the pastor He's kind of holy. But what about how I behave when I'm in the car going home or when I'm at home or out at play or what my entertainment is like? I mean, we all need to hear the words where God says, be holy as I am holy. Well, let's keep that in mind as we now have the scriptures read for us at this time. First Peter chapter 1 verses 13 through 25. Therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, 
but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So the Apostle Peter here is asking us, what do we set our hope upon? Now, of course, in this day and age, we could set our hope upon many things that we shouldn't, like our own works, our good works. Maybe we set our hope on that, that if we earn enough points, then maybe God would bless us or smile upon us or get us out of a tight jam. But no, we're not to set our hopes upon our works. We're not to set our hope upon, say, a political party. We're not to set our hope upon maybe our retirement plan. Peter makes it clear, as all scripture does, we're to set our hope upon God's amazing grace. In the very first verse of our text today, in Living Life, it says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. And so with clarity and with discipline and with sound judgment, we set our hope upon grace. And I like the way that the Apostle Peter goes on to say in verse 15, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. And then comes the theme verse, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. That's what God is calling his people to be. Let's be holy. And in our text, we see that we are living out our time as foreigners here with reverent fear. That fear is the idea of following the Lord and really wanting to do his will and delight in living as he intends and to really have a life where we worship the Lord and adore him. We praise the Lord and we respect the Lord. We respect his power and his authority. And this is all a part of that fearing the Lord as we make our way through this life where we want to be holy as God is holy. And then in verse 18, it just gets better. It says, you were redeemed. And yes, we were redeemed. And then in verse 19, it says, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Oh, our Lord was a perfect person. He led a life of faith. He had deep abiding faith. And in fact, I mean, yes, we're told that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, but he could do that because he was holy. He was holy, holy, holy. And that's why the scripture says that we're to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. So yes, we could see throughout Jesus's life and in his death that he exercised an obedience of faith in a perfect way. Like look at when he was tempted. 
that he never gave in to the temptations. In fact, the scriptures tell us that Jesus was tempted in all things like we are and yet didn't sin. And he was able to do so because he was prepared. He had been with the Heavenly Father. He spent time. He was involved in various spiritual disciplines. And we too can follow the Lord into those spiritual practices so that we can more and more live into the reality of the fact that God says, be holy as I am holy. Well, in our text, we see then in verse 22, it says, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth. So yes, while we have purified, we've repented, we've surrendered to the Lord. We might even think of our baptism when we go down into the waters and then come up to new life because we serve a risen Savior. We believe in the truth of the gospel that we can trust Jesus right now in this life. We can trust him and we are to obey and we're to become the kinds of people who indeed will be holy. And it says here that those that have been obeying the truth, we are to love one another deeply. I like how Peter emphasizes that, right? From the heart, we're to embody God's kind of love because that's then where we start to enter into a life of becoming holy as God is holy. I just want to encourage you today that as you're watching or listening, that you will know that there is this opportunity to grow into the likeness of Christ. And as we live out our life, we know that there's much that needs to change because we're not going to be holy, holy, holy from every angle, but we want to continue to move forward and become more and more like Christ. And let's do that to God's glory and our joy. Well, as we close our Living Life devotional today, I want to draw our attention to the final verses. And here we're reminded that the word of the Lord endures forever. I mean, isn't it nice to know that no one's going to be able to vote out the word of God as being valid and true? No one can vote God off the throne of heaven. No, the word of God lasts forever. And it's our final authority for faith and practice and we get to be looking at it each and every day and growing in our faith. And we want to be holy as God is holy. But we also know that as we live our life, that we are going to die. And, you know, it's like with the hourglass and you turn it upside down and the sand is running out of the top portion down into the bottom. It's falling there. It reminds me of what... Uh, Peter says right here in verses 24 and 25 where he says all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field the grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of the Lord endures forever 
Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we have the Word of God so easily accessible. And Lord, we want to be able to read it in such a way and study it in a way that we understand and apply it to our lives. We thank you that it's living and active. And we thank you, Lord, that as we consider the thought of being holy as you are holy, that, Father, we don't do that in our own strength, but we look to your amazing grace. So, Lord, continue to watch over us as we press on in our faith development. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Sing your soul, let your father and the pig in prosa, see you.